What's going on, traders? Welcome to the SPACs Attack, guys. How we doing? Let's get the SPACs Attack started. I know we got a lot of things to talk about. We're going to have some fun today, definitely. And we're going to talk a little bit also some NFTs, just like Chris and I always love to do. But definitely stick around, guys. We got a great show for you. What's up, traders? How we doing? I hope you guys are enjoying your day. Welcome to the SPACs Attack, where we talk everything SPAC. And let's go ahead and bring on my man, the brains to this show. You guys might know him as Chris Ketchy. I only know him as one thing in my life is Chrisopedia. What's going on, Mitch? How are we doing today? Hey, you know, the SPAC duo is here at it again. And man, there's been some stocks that have been riding up since our interview. If you guys know what interview that is, let me know in the chat. I'll put a little quiz out there, a little trivia action to start the show. Yeah, there's one moving uh, double digits today. And hopefully, you know, people that have been following along caught that story. I mean, we we heard it during an interview, Mitch. And then during our recap at the end, I said, wait, wait, hold up. Did, did he just say that this was going to happen? And sure enough, it happened. So uh, drop it in the chat. What ticker is up double digits today? That was a recent guest. On SPACs attack. Someone already had mentioned it earlier. I think I saw it earlier. I'm not going to give away an answer here. Let's (laughs) go ahead. Let's drop into some of our headlines, Chris, like we always do. We give the headlines of the day. What other show you know is giving SPAC headlines every single day? So give us a thumbs up and let's go ahead, Chris. Take us on back, man. All right, guys. Yeah, lots of headlines to get to. And then we did have one deal announced today around nine o'clock. So I don't have all of it yet, but we'll walk through the the details of that. And then we're going to have a a casual show, right? We're going to go through our watch list. We'll do some ticker time. We'll go over what we're watching. Uh, There it is in the chat. Happy Mohammed, Daryl, both calling out AVPT. We'll, We'll get to that one as well. Really hope some people followed along with that story. Up first, we have Proterra, P-T-R-A. This is a stock that I own. The company announced a collaboration with Penske and Roush Cleantech yesterday. So electric van, electric uh, bus company, you know, uh, getting another deal signed yesterday. So that's an exciting venture for them. Proterra continues to be one of my favorites in the space. I think that they have some more deals coming. I think they get some government contracts soon. So be on the lookout. Uh, Again, not advice, but this is one I own. And and I'm excited for their future as they sign more of these deals. We got uh, Roth Capital reiterating a buy rating on ChargePoint, CHPT with a $46 price target. Um, This is one that I own. We we talked about ChargePoint on the show yesterday. Shares are trading at $25. Um, Again, $46 buy rating here from Roth. highlighting their acquisition yesterday that was announced, giving them accelerated European exposure. So remember that company they're acquiring has to be, has strong uh, interest in Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. So, uh, you know, the analysts coming out liking that deal, um, you know, something to definitely watch. I will also highlight, um, we did have Elon Musk yesterday coming out saying that Tesla supercharger stations 
may open up to uh, non-Tesla vehicles. That, that's a catalyst to watch. It could be a negative for some of these charging companies. But remember, this electric vehicle market is large and growing, and, and we need charging infrastructure. So I don't necessarily see the, the Tesla news as a major negative uh, at this time. Uh, we're going to dive into our calendar later, but Fisker announcing that they will report quarterly results on August 5th, and Bark. Uh, also announcing that they will have quarterly financial results August 9th. So we had an exciting June and July calendar of all these vote dates. We're starting to see uh, dates out from a lot of these former SPACs. Looks like August could be one of the big, big months um, for DSPAC companies to announce their quarterly results. But again, we'll dive into that in a little bit. And then, as I said, someone mentioning it in the chat, AvPoint, so Goldman Sachs initiating coverage on AvPoint with a buy rating and a $17 price target. AvPoint up 12% today. This is the second analyst rating that AvPoint has gotten since TJ appeared on our show. If you followed the story, TJ told us that they would be announcing a new partnership, a new product launch in the coming week, and that they also had several analysts who would be launching coverage on the stock, guys. That was a SPACs attack exclusive. You heard it here on the show, and now you have shares up significantly since he appeared. So again, SPACs attack, the place to be. We did get several uh, shareholder votes approved yesterday. Among them, PSAC approved with Faraday Future, now going to trade as FFIE. Our AAC approved will trade as BGRY. ACND approved will trade as MKTW, and GHVI approved will trade as MTTR. That's Matterport, who we, of course, featured on the show yesterday. So lots of vote approvals. I'm also seeing in the chat someone mentioning that Microvast with THCB was approved. Um, that's a mover today as well. Our deal yesterday, we had uh, barbecue guys, the, the Peyton, Eli, and Archie Manning-backed barbecue e-commerce company going public VELO shares ended the day up 1.6%. Uh, a couple rumors. So one of our past rumors, uh, VII uh, in talks to take Vice Media public. That deal now looks like it will not come uh, to fruition as it looks like funding has not been secured. So Vice Media SPAC deal with VII that was rumored. Um, looks like it will not be happening. Um, and then our other big rumor yesterday, DGNS, this is a Dragoneer SPAC, in talks with Cvent. Uh, this could be an, a reopening play. Um, this is a, a uh, entertainment event management company. Um, so keep an eye out on this one. But again, just a rumor at this point. Then our one deal announced this morning, we have a cryptocurrency mining operator Core Scientific going public with power and digital infrastructure acquisition. That ticker is XPDI. Um, again, this one just announced not too long ago. Values Core Scientific at $4.3 billion. Core has operations in North Dakota, North Carolina, Georgia, and Kentucky. It's one of the largest providers of blockchain infrastructure in North America. So some of its rivals are Riot Blockchain, valued at $2.2 billion, and Marathon Digital, valued at $2.3 billion. So definitely going to have to dive in 
to, to see some of the valuation. Um, their blockchain infrastructure business is backed by more than 70 patents and applications. Uh, you know, again, Bitcoin price has changed wildly in 2021. So that does impact the valuation. $10 million in revenue in 2020. Um, in 2021, company estimating $493 million in revenue and fiscal 2022 uh, estimate $1.14 billion. Those are both up triple digits. So in 2021, Core has minted 3,000 Bitcoin to date, um, including 1,683 from its own account. Uh, they're adding capacity. They keep adding more rigs. They have more on the way for 2022. Uh, another thing to watch with Core here, we, we've heard many talk about it, including Kevin O'Leary saying he wants to know where his Bitcoin is mined and, and if it's safe. Um, Core has prioritized um, environmental concerns. So they actually run a 100% net carbon neutral business. 56% of their electricity coming from sustainable sources, and they buy carbon credits to offset the rest. Um, so this could be a play on the ESG theme as well. So keep an eye out again. Core, a Bitcoin miner going public via SPAC, XPDI. And then our other news today, former SPAC that we love to talk about here on the show, DraftKings. So DraftKings announced they're launching a, a NFT marketplace. And this is pretty exciting because it could help DraftKings gain additional customers. And they're also partnering with, with someone who has some of the biggest athletes. So they're, la they're launching this marketplace later this year, and they partnered with Autograph. Now, Autograph is a company co-founded by Tom Brady, uh, you know, built as a NFT company. But here's where it gets real exciting. Autograph has exclusive rights for NFTs with Tom Brady, Tiger Woods, Wayne Gretzky, Nomi Osaka, Derek Jeter, and uh, I put Tiger Woods twice. That's supposed to be Tony Hawk. So you have some of the biggest athletes that we have seen um, all having an NFT deal with Autograph, who now is partnering with DraftKings. And unlike other NFT platforms where you have to use cryptocurrency to make purchases, DraftKings is going to use U.S. dollars for transactions. So uh, another positive there. Now, Autograph also has a deal with Lionsgate, a media company. Now, Lionsgate's portfolio of television and movies includes The Hunger Games, Dirty Dancing, Rambo 4, Rambo 5, Twilight, Mad Men, and John Wick. So we could see some NFTs in the movie and TV space as well. Um, you know, so again, this is pretty exciting. And, and another thing is that in order to, uh, you know, transact, so this is going to be a marketplace where they're going to have, you know, uh, NFT drops, you're going to be able to buy NFTs, sell NFTs, uh, again, all with US dollars. But in order to do this, you have to sign up for a DraftKings account. Um, now, I, I've highlighted before that one of the reasons DraftKings has such a lead in sports betting is that they launch daily fantasy sports. And they were able then to have a, a huge customer base of those daily fantasy sports customers. So when they launch sports betting in a state, they already have a customer list that they can cross sell to. Other sports betting companies don't have that same thing. 
So now picture some of these states that haven't legalized betting yet, like New York, California. Anyone who signs up for the DraftKings NFT marketplace it is going to be part of the DraftKings ecosystem. So when sports betting goes live there, they're going to get an email. They're going to get an offer from DraftKings. They're already going to have an app downloaded on their phone for DraftKings. So this is pretty exciting, not only for the potential um, you know, of the NFT space, but also for DraftKings future. Um, Mitch, what do you think? You know, this is some pretty big news from, from DraftKings. You know, we've talked sports betting, we've talked NFTs, and, and now we have one of the, the biggest SPACs out there kind of bridging the, the gap here and, you know, launching a business uh, with NFTs. What do you think? Let's just say, guess who already has a profile? Oh, there you go. Look, I mean, look at those names, Mitch. Like, like I've watched sports all my life, right? And, and there, those are some of the biggest names. I, yeah. I mean, you've uh, got- honestly, that's what got me. As soon as I, I, I read your article this morning, Chris, and, and you saw that I, I had to give you even a shout out, uh, a personal shout out. I was like, I thought it was a great article, but also I think, I mean, like you can't get better names right now. And there's one thing that this has, and this has what, what are already to be known Hall of Famers and, and already a Hall of Famer on here, two Hall of Famers on there. I mean, Tony Hawk, you can call him Hall of Fame also. So you guys, about three yeah, Hall I mean, of Famers. He, he's the GOAT in his sport, right? I mean, like the, the, only, the only exception here is NBA, right? Because you don't have a big NBA name That's because it. Top Shot already has the NBA market. But you look at all the other sports and, and Autograph has them right here. And again, these are just the founding partners. These are the, the the names that were, you know, announced in the press release. I imagine they have more deals and that they're going to have more athletes, right? But, I mean, this gets me excited. I mean, who wouldn't get, get want to own? Get your screen name now. That's I know. What I gotta say. go. I gotta go sign up. Uh, I minted you know. mine. I put it I, on the blockchain. So there you go. I'm set. And then. And then, Mitch, what about Lionsgate? You know, so so again, I, I'm not saying I'm gonna jump out there and get you know some uh, some Twilight um, NFTs anytime soon. But you what? have, come on, yeah, yeah you know. Uh, but I mean, John Wick, right? We've got Mad Men, we've got the Hunger Games. You know, they've got some great properties that are well known, and they have a great fan base, right? And that's what NFTs is about, right? Having that fan base that wants to collect. So I see this being a big deal for DraftKings. And then, Mitch, what about that point that they're going to gain some new customers in states where they don't have sports betting? I mean, how big could that be in the future, similar to their daily fantasy? I mean, uh, NFTs legal everywhere, right? NFTs are legal anywhere. So you're going to get people signing up that can't bet on sports. So people that don't have a DraftKings account may be signing up for the first time. I mean, that's genius, right? Like we're, genius. Playing, we're playing chess here, not checkers. Genius. With DraftKings, so 100%. I don't know who came up with this idea, but I got to get I was excited when I saw the news and Mitch, I rushed to get that article done this morning because I was so excited that this is a big deal. And, you know, I'm excited to see how it happens. And as Mitch said, you know, you saw his profile there. I'm not only going to be a fan of this, I'm going to be a buyer of this, right? I, I love NFTs. I can't wait to get my hands on some. 
Uh, Mitch, it looks like everyone's talking about CCIB in the chat. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll, 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 okay. we'll, we'll get to the lucid dreamers. <laughs> I, I know how they are. I know everyone's asking. So. It, 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 it's it's become a thing where I don't think they're sleeping anymore. I think they're just lucid dreaming around uh, around reality. So we'll, we'll get to that 100%. Uh, one thing I did want to point out, though, and it's something that I pointed out in the chat in pre-market prep this morning, but it's something I think everyone needs to know about what I feel the gambling sector really comes down to. And I feel like it comes down to cyclical action at the end of the day. um, I think this is going to be very cyclical stock. Um, If you look here guys. Okay. So let's look into last year, not worry about where we are now. Right. Let's, let's act like we're almost this same date just last year. So we're looking over here to the 21st. Look where the stock was. It was actually on a downtrend recently and was coming back down. And when we got into August is really when we started to get the roar. Right here is when we start getting into August. Watch how we start coming on creeping. Boom. That's called seasonality. And that's what I really think is going to eventually happen in DraftKings. Now, if we look recently, right, we've had a big dip lately, right? I think this is a great time to understand that, hey, now you've gotten pretty much, I think that bottom put in there, 4250s here on DraftKings. I think from here on out, I think with, with positive news, like you're getting on the NFTs, yeah, you'd have this gap up. So maybe you might test that 45 one more time. But I think from here on out, you, you have clear skies in, in DraftKings. So, hey, uh, this is definitely i don't own DraftKings. i own different ones in this industry but i use that to look at other ones and i find the same seasonality kind of look so we'll see if, the, if this really is seasonality one of the things is you you won't really know because we haven't had multiple seasons right <laughs> to go off of right chris so like th- this is kind of more of a recent industry that's really starting to develop yeah, that's the hard part of tracking seasonality with DraftKings is because you still have new states. So like each football season, you you gain additional states. So like how much of it is growth from, you know, additional states? How much is growth from, you know, football? How much of it is the seasonality? I, I, I kind of like talking seasonality here, though, Mitch, because, you know, how big could this NFT platform get? And could it be a way for DraftKings to maybe bridge that seasonality right with tv and uh, movie releases if you could do nfts you know off season to kind of you know help your revenue in some of the slower months or slower quarters i think that could be a story too uh we got here on mark in the chat saying john wick nft is worth signing up by itself i mean again there's big fans uh, of a lot of these properties I, i think this is a great platform and i can't wait to see you know, how DraftKings really tackles this NFT market. And, you know, Autograph looks like they have just a huge portfolio uh, of deals. Uh, I mean, they got Tom Brady, right? Tom Brady, it, he, he's an investor. He co-founded the company. I mean, I, I'm on board. So very excited to see. Uh, and it looks like the chat as well loves this deal. All right. All right. So, Chris, I got a special for a lot of people in the chat. Maybe even especially, I'll I'll give him a little bit of a shout out here. Big big fan Nate Nate Miller here. Nate Miller, are you guys forgetting CCIV? <laughs> never never forget the vote day, guys. All right, here it is. Here it is. I got something for you guys. Check it out. It's Peter here at our Lucid headquarters. It's Peter in Silicon Valley, where things are absolutely buzzing with activity. 
And I'm about to head off to Arizona, where we continue to put the finishing touches on the Lucid Air at our purpose-built factory. Now, I'm speaking to you today with a very special reminder for all those Churchill Capital 4 shareholders who are out there. It's really important that you exercise your right to vote regarding the proposed merger transaction between CCIV and Lucid Motors, because every single investor vote counts. So whether you're a Robin Hood trader with those diamond hands or managing your portfolio via your personal broker, we encourage you to vote now. The deadline to submit your vote is 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday, July the 21st. So to vote, you can follow the proxy instructions you received. It just takes moments. And you can even vote online or via a toll-free number with the instructions here. Thanks so much for making your vote count. Boom! Lucid. I, I, I mean, Mitch, you heard him. Your, your deadline is 11.59. That's in about 36 minutes. So guys, it, uh, again... Whether you like SPACs or you don't, you know, like certain SPACs, if you own the shares, do your duty, vote on the shares. So again, if you own CCIB shares, go ahead, pause the stream, come back after you voted because you only have about 36 more minutes. I voted. I still own my CCIB shares. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm curious to see how this reacts. You heard him. Diamond Hands, where are they yeah. at? Yeah, that was interesting, at? right? And he, he called out Diamond Hands, and, and he really he name-dropped Robin Hood. I mean, I, I, again, there's a million brokers out there, and he, he mentioned you know one. What? He might get some backlash for uh, not mentioning others. but Let's go long CCIV. Why not? <laughs> I mean, I'm long CCIV. No investment advice, of course. But, but again, I, I have held CCIV since the 12s. I also sold part of my position. I've already made a profit on it. So, um, you know, I'm happy with it. Mitch, I know you made a profit earlier this year. Your CCIV trade. Th this is an interesting one. Tired of getting left behind on winning trades? Join Benzinga's free masterclass on July 24th to learn how to spot breakout trades before they skyrocket. Featuring live interactive lessons on how to trade meme stocks, read charts, identify trends, and so much more. To register for free, go to events.benzinga.com. We, we have, you have the vote today, Mitch. Uh, my guess is that later tonight or early tomorrow, they announce the approval. So that's another catalyst, right? That they announced that the deal's approved. We're probably not going to get the new ticker changeover until Monday or Tuesday. We could also get, you know, a bell ringing. We could get some more CNBC interviews. We know CNBC loves Lucid, right? So I kind of sure. think I kind of think shares aren't going to trade, uh, you know, as volatile today and tomorrow. I think the big move could be coming Monday and Tuesday. The question is, which way does the big move go? You know, this is one that's got a ton of interest in it. But I mean, let's face it: we saw shares crash on this deal announcement because it was so hyped up. What do you think happens to to CCIV next week? Well, the, the the chart is not looking too bad, my friend. Not looking too bad at all. Um, so this is the recent move that we're in. And so one of the things that we always like to see is about three resistance tries, three support holds, right? I talk about the rule of three all the time. Um, so we, we've been kind of stuck in this channel for a long time. 
Um, so I kind of drew this support right here this morning. I can see that kind of holding. It's going to be our line in the sand right here for right now, at least for this trend that we've recently gone into. So we've gone up multiple times trying to get up through this kind of $28. We got towards it on the 8th of June, turned around. Then we got through it on the 30th, but then eventually turning back around. And then now we, when that one came down, right quickly after that on the 8th of July, it bounced back. And where did it stop? Right close to trying to get back up there towards 28. And so really, I mean, through 27.50 is the area that we want to see some big volume jump in. If you see that volume come in through those levels, that can give you that sign that, hey, yeah, bulls got control. We're trying to head towards this gap. Right. That's what I think everyone has been looking at in CCIV ever since that gap down. Can it ever fill that gap? I think you really need a strong day on that 28. But I think that's when you're, you're probably going to get that move around there Monday, Tuesday, like you said, Chris. So it's up to you if you want to start trying to take dip buys. The only thing is you got to understand that the support is now down here towards 22 you could get a reversal towards that level so always understand your levels and i mean now it's time to determine your risk and reward and determine if this trade is for you um it's not a bad one at all you guys know i was in it when it broke out through here and i was in at 25 22s probably should have sold through that when it got up there towards 30 but i ended up selling for a small profit and kind of on this bounce um and now that it's gone back here Probably should have bought it, you know, of course, near the support. But now I'm in the point where I'm looking for a chop day where I can go off of it low and then just hold really tight. We'll see if we get that chop day. And for right now, it's looking like a positive day in CCIV. Yeah, the other thing, Mitch, I'll point out with CCIV is that um, it, it's, got a, it's got a large float, right? This isn't mm-hmm. a small SPAC deal by any means. And the thing we've seen recently is these smaller float SPAC deals or the ones with heavy redemption end up being the ones that trade, you know, significantly higher on their first or second day with the new ticker. Not a lot changing for Lucid, you know, come Monday or Tuesday. It's just going to change its name. It's going to change its ticker. And as I said, it might get that media attention. But my guess is that the share count stays the same. So, you know, to, to give everyone, you know, a little uh, insight on redemption, right? So CCIV, it, you have the chance to trade in your shares at net asset value. And, and Mitch, mistakes happen, but otherwise, who's going to trade in their CCIV shares that are trading over $24 right now for net asset value of $10 plus interest? What? I thought that was a smart thing to do, Chris. I mean, hopefully nobody does it, right? Again, hopefully, mistakes hopefully. happen. Whereas the difference with a SPAC trading under $10, you see a ton of people trading in shares, right? So then the float goes down. But Lucid, again, my guess is that we see zero redemptions. And that means the share count, you know, it stays the same. So that's something to keep in mind, too. This is one that already sees heavy volume, you know, on a daily basis. It's usually number one, actually, other than some of the deals in terms of volume. So again, I don't know how much is going to change Monday or Tuesday. I I really think, you know, and I I think it'll happen that they need that media attention, right? Draw some more interest into the company. They they had an analyst or an investor day recently. They really didn't announce a ton of new information. You know, where's the new information? Are they waiting till they, you know, do that changeover to start hitting on 
hey, this is the date we're going to start deliveries. This is the date we're going to start our next product. I, I mean, we could start to see that from, from Lucid moving forward now. All right, guys, I'm going to start talking and we're going to shift on over, literally get that, you know, shift on over there. Um, but yeah, let's shift on over. Let's get into our merger calendar talk. Yes, yes, we're going to talk some merger calendars. What I'm going to do is, Chris, you you look through some dates. I look through some dates. Well, let's not go through every single one. Let's go through some of the ones that stand out to us. Um, and then I, I'm going to go here first. Uh, it might not go in date order here, but like, let's just have some fun and just pick some stocks and go over them. What are the catalysts? Why we feel that it could run and why the merger could potentially give it that run. Um, next First up for me is going to be one that's been on my watch for a long time, been waiting for this to switch over. And that's because I feel the ticker, it doesn't give the name justice. And that's going to be NEBC merger with Rover on the 28th, guys. That's one that's definitely on my radar. Reason I'm bringing it up now, that it, I know it's next week, but the reason I want to bring it up now is because it's underneath $10. And, that, and, and to me, that just stands out. Yeah, we want to see it get out of this channel that we've been kind of stuck in. Um, we've been kind of in a, a just a sideways trend. But you guys heard also, I mean, I think they were, they were giving out uh, good expected guidance. And I think that you're going to see massive numbers come out of this. I can tell you right now, I just used Rover last weekend. And I talked to the person that w- was a, a, you know, pair pet giver like you know that that's what they do like this this is the only thing they do is rover and they are beyond booked there is the demand does not meet the amount of even pet sitters available right now and so with that being said i don't know if that's the same in every area but i can tell you right here in colorado where we have dogs left and right um there's business there's definitely business, whether it be uh, Rover or even like private companies like WAG. Um, so definitely pay attention to these. I think this is a good play and we'll see. All right, Chris, you're up. What you got for us? Yeah, you know, I, I like that one, uh, you know, talking about demand. Um, you, you know, we already had a couple interesting, um, you know, votes this week and approvals. You know, if we look at our calendar one that I liked was um, ANDA, that vote with the merger with Strive Foods. So that actually switched out. over. So Mitch, the new ticker now is SNAX. So snacks, right? That's a decent ticker, right? And, and you know, again, this one I caution everyone, and, and I am long shares. Please be careful. This is a low float because they had heavy redemption And to me, I like the story here going into the NFL season, right? They have Justin Herbert as a spokesperson and an investor. He's an NFL quarterback. During the season, I think they're going to utilize him to create brand awareness, right? They also have Channing Tatum as an investor. So so I like that. And again, I like the new ticker. Um, I think that'll help with brand awareness as well. So that's one that I'm watching that, you know, already happened this week. And then... um, Uh, You know, another one I would say is, you know, again, there's so many of these trading close to $10, um, but we have uh, CAP. So CAP, which vote is on the 27th, it's merger with DOMA. Uh, This is another kind of under the radar um, play. 
Uh, I think this one gets more attention as it changes over. It could get some analyst interest too. So that's one that I uh, also am watching. What do you, what, what else, Mitch? Anything else jump out mm-hmm. on there? Not bad ones. Not bad ones there. Definitely bringing the heat there. All right. I'll come back with some. Come back with one. I, I'll tell you one thing. I just want to lay back in a fair day. <laughs> Fair a day, man. I, I, I'll tell you right now, I'm reaching out to that company, Chris. Wherever I got to fly to, if I got to pay myself there, I, I need to just – I don't even want to drive it. I just want to sit in the back seat. And there's not many cars that I've ever wanted to sit in the back seat. I mean, let's just yeah. be honest. I mean, yeah, I don't think you've ever heard that. And Mitch, you talk you talked ticker changes, and this is an important run, right? Because uh, new ticker, I think, is going to be FFIE. It's going to be called Faraday Future. I mean, what do you have right now? You have property solutions. I mean, that does not sound like a car company at all. So I think that one's very important for them to get the new name, the new ticker, because if you're not familiar with the SPAC, you just you don't think it's a car company at all. Yeah, we're talking an estimated in one billion in proceeds after the merger. So definitely going to be paying attention towards that. And yes, ticker is FFIE. Uh, stick. Have you guys seen these? I think most people haven't seen the vehicles. That's the problem with that. Um, so I'll quickly just show it off right here. Let's just go. Let's just pull up their website right quick. Let's check it out. All right. So design. Woo! There it is. That that I'm sorry guys, that ain't no lucid. <laughs> this one's a little bit more advanced though. I and the thing is it's kind of in the same price range as the top cars, right? Top the plaid and 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 you know, you're talking the uh, the lucid air. But my my thing is, man, I just I want to be like her. <laughs> You see that back seat? That ain't no normal back seat. This is like that, that recliner, relax. They don't even show you the It's the, the first, first class of cars now is what it is. Yeah, no, I, I like the look too. It kind of looks looks pretty cool. And a bigger I mean, yeah, screen. It, it looks fun to drive, but I, I'm with you, Mitch. It, it looks more fun to be a passenger in this thing <laughs> than to drive it. So That back seat is not a normal back seat. We're not talking about a three-seater back seat. Two seats that you are going to be sitting comfortably in. What do you guys think about that in the chat? Am I just crazy to think that this car really stands out? I think it really stands out. Zero to 60 time, WK says. Let's figure it out. Uh, instead uh, of, I'm sure it's there. I'm sure when we had boom. them on, it was mentioned. But uh, there it is, 2.39. Ooh, look, look at that horsepower. Ooh, 1,050 horsepower. Three electric motors. Ooh. 300 plus miles per charge. Doesn't seem too bad to me there. Yeah, so keep an eye out on uh, this one. Uh, Who knows? uh, Who knows? So FFIE, the new ticker, I don't think it started trading as that yet, but it could be. No, it's still on the PSAC. Yeah, but we saw that start to take off, right? We yeah, saw that, starting to take yeah off. Faraday actually traded, you know, really strong going into the merger vote. Um, you know, we got about $14 right now. Um, but again, over the last couple months, this thing has traded, you know, pretty positive. And, and with that being said, Mitch, we, we likely didn't see, you know, much redemption in this thing either. So um, something to watch. But 
you know, with these electric vehicle companies, it's all about the story, right? Getting your brand out there, getting reservations, getting deliveries. I know Faraday opened a showroom in New York. Um, I think they could open more showrooms and, and really start to, you know, create that brand awareness. But, you know, that that's a good one. You know, we're actually rounding out we're getting to the end of the July calendar. There's only a couple votes next week. And then August, we only have a couple votes scheduled. So the other thing I want to get into, Mitch, is, you know, look at our earnings calendar for, mm. for these, you know, these D-SPACs. So I look at Pull August. Up here. Yeah. So I look at August and I mean, it, within the first, you know, 10 days of August, we have, you know, Nikola, Virgin Galactic, Velodyne, Fisker, DraftKings, Bark. Uh, and then we got later, we've got uh, Payoneer, we've got Luminar, we've got SoFi. Oof. And then in September, we've got Genie, right? Genius Sports. But I mean, look at those dates below, guys. So, you know, I, I, these are some of the, the most followed, you know, DSPAC companies. You got DraftKings, yeah. you got Virgin Galactic, and they, they all have news, right? Virgin Galactic went to space. DraftKings now launching a, a NFT platform. Fisker. They, they got, you know, production ramping up. So they got stuff to talk about. Bark. Bark was just on Mad Money the other night, and he said that their quarter is the best it's ever been, you know, which maybe he, you know, said too much. But, you know, they could have really <laughs> strong earnings. And as Mitch just said with Rover, right, the, the pet trade is very much alive. So I think Bark could be a play, you know, with earnings. So, you know, yeah. this is something to keep in mind. LAZR. Also, changing it up. To talk about uh, VL VLDR. You got change of change up coming to earnings. New new kind of board coming in. Who knows? This one could get a ramping, and, and we were talking about that. That's a nice looking reversal candle right there at eight dollars. So not a bad thing to kind of look off of and kind of go, but good looking reversal right there on VLDR. And, and whenever I see a Harmy at the bottom of a really hard downtrend, that's that's what I kind of want to see. It, that that gives me sign like right here. It, it doesn't mean that it's going to go to the moon, but same thing happened here, right? So it was on a downtrend, and it gave you that Harmy look. Then that Harmy look turns into a little bit of some bullish trend. That it doesn't it doesn't always work out this way, but it's just the candles. And one of the things that I'd use is probably like an RSI or a MACD on something like this. And you could probably see that it really is starting to get towards either that oversold time or your signal line is starting to cross on the MACD. Yeah, good call out. I mean, I, I think that story with Velodyne, you know, like you said, new CEO coming in. I'll be very excited to see. Uh, who they get and what their ties are to the auto market because that could lead to some future partnerships. We got a good mention in the chat. Oh, LEB, like that's, not on my, that's not on my calendar. There you go. I, I will add it right Brad, now. So. You, you, we, we pay attention. We see you guys out there. That's what this that's what this show is really about. We definitely engage with our chat members. Um, they, they go ahead and hit us up afterwards. Talk to us about these specs. That's what it's all about, guys. You guys have some information. Bring it in. 
bring a trade idea. If you guys are looking at a SPAC or, or maybe we're just missing one. Sometimes that can happen. You know, Chris and I can just be having our eyes focused this way. And maybe you are focusing on one that we're missing out. Definitely always I mean, bring it in. I mean, Mitch, there's only hundreds and hundreds of SPACs and former SPACs, right? Oof. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I, I cover them you all. It, I cover them all, right? No, but I, yeah, so great call out there. Mitch, you know, speaking of the chat, you know, let's get to some ticker time. Guys, start dropping your tickers while you're doing that, mm -hmm. Mitch. If you want to pull up the watch list, mm -hmm. I, I know Avpoint is moving. The other one that I know we should have you talk about here is Genie. Genius Sports up double digits today. This is one I've been trying to get into. Um, you know, I want to own this going into the NFL season. I don't currently own it, but this thing already uh, showing some uh, nice movement here and uh, season's a couple months away. What do you think? Little, little, little bounce today. Let's go ahead and get a little ticker time started. Let me see a little dance. If you're out there, I want to see you dancing. Bow, bow. Bow, 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 bow. You got to love those funky beats. All right, let's go ahead. Let's see Genie. Genie is giving a nice bounce back day. And I'll tell you right now, guys, I was I was looking to add yesterday. Of course, uh, I, would, I would love to tell you today that I added, but I mean, I did it, guys. I was I was just hands off. I had told you guys trying to be patient, not overreacting to the move and, and, and really not trying to use up the, the the bank that I have, because I do have some cash that I can add into this play, and I do believe that it'll come back roaring. But today, beautiful move up, and that's what it gives me is now an ability to start looking for some pullbacks to start sizing back in and getting my average somewhere down here and then really having an out. Um, I've talked about it on Money Mitch yesterday that I was going to put a line in the sand at 1350 and if it came down to 14.26, I was going to start really stacking it up. I heard Happy got maybe in at 14.50. I don't know if that's the exact spot, but I can't blame him for taking a chance on a company like this that does have a good outlook. I mean, if you look at it, analysts all have buy ratings on Genie. So with that being said, I'm going to stay in this, my high conviction play, and you got to hang out. Mitch, I missed the news on Genie. If you look at Benzinga Pro, the headlines – they actually had news today. They had um, Kim Williams Bradley joining the board of directors. Now, yes, if yes. I click on that, who is she? She is the former chief financial officer of the National Football bom, League. Bom, 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 bom. She also served as a director with the NFL Network. I mean, that's a pretty big uh, hire there to the board and it really strengthens that Genius Sports NFL uh, partnership. So that could be part of the reason why maybe shares are, are getting a little bit of a lift today. But that that NFL thing is is huge, man. Or or could be part of the reason why you want to get Benzinga Pro. <laughs> yeah, it makes it easy. You guys, you guys saw there. I was able to. Uh, you know, great place to look. I don't know if I'm losing you a little bit, Chris, or if I'm losing myself a little bit, but we're, we're cutting in and out a little bit, but not a big deal. Let's just keep rolling with it. But yeah, I, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I, that's why I love Benzinga Pro, because I can just open something up like that, pull up the headline, know it really quickly, and, and, and not, not, 
not be left in the unknown. But yeah, let's let's see, let's go definitely see if Genie can start coming back roaring. Also, Romeo Powers having a good day, good pullback and push off multiple lows here now at 680s. So definitely keep your eyes on Romeo Power. We'll see if it comes back roaring. One that's starting to show up really high on the list that I don't know why it goes down sometimes because I really don't understand it sometimes that it goes down. But MP Materials, Chris, what's going on with this one, yeah, man? Yeah, MP Materials, you know, I, I, I'm i always like, shocked. I'm always shocked when this thing goes down because they, they they have such a huge market coming, right, with the the – you know, demand for electric vehicles and mining those rare earth minerals. I mean, they're one of the only operators in the U.S. that can do that start to finish. And this is one that I just I love it long term. Right. You know, um, so I and the chart isn't looking half bad either. Right, Mitch? No, it isn't at all. Um, if I could get any pullback to, let's say, somewhere near this 33 area, that would look exciting to me. You could use that kind of low that we just had, uh, maybe 3064 or maybe even up towards 3160s. Um, but we'll see if this one can keep uh, kind of trending on its way. You know, it had that first breakout, but I would kind of ignore that move. I think it's kind of more trading in this trend right now. And that was kind of just a push out from kind of this little U shape right here. Um, but now that we've gotten this move and we've gotten that push, it's kind of that lift pull back. You got that third attempt. All we just need to do is kind of hold towards this. Now, if we get through that level, we've had multiple highs here before that it tried to break out through. That's where the day that I'll be looking to see the really strong volume come in. As you can tell the volume on this has been a little bit downtrending. If you look here, um, you know, you see that kind of clear downtrend in the volume. Look for another spike day in the volume, at least over 22 million through that uh, resistance. That's what I'd be looking for. Yeah, perfect. Guys, can we get to 100 likes here? Let's get to uh, you those know, comments. Yeah, let's get to 100 likes. We're going to go to ticker time here, Mitch. Um, but, I mean, we're, we're not seeing an, a ton of likes Carl, here. Carl, <laughs> not liking the Romeo. Yeah, you know, and and we, we had we had uh, Lionel on the show, Mitch. Uh, we're going to try to bring, try to bring him back on. But uh, Romeo has been pretty quiet. Um, I'm, I'm looking not, for them, Chris. I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing, but um, definitely quiet on their front. So, uh, I know. I'm calling you out, man. Come so we'll, we want to give everyone information, right? We want to bring the story. So uh, we'd right, be more than happy to have them back on. What do you got for tickers here? All right. So I saw Arrival there. We could talk a little bit about Arrival. I know it has been taking a little bit of a pullback, but let's let's go ahead and take a look here. It's, I'm sure it's bouncing back today. Uh, ARVL, I can just look at it. 2% up today. Nice little pullback. What I like is kind of the now you're getting these weekly bottoming actions. Um, let me go ahead and pull up the chart here. So you got these weekly bottoming actions here, and now you can start really starting to attack lows. Um, so the low on the week right now is 1305. You've had multiple lows here where we went to 1259 and then this one to 1260. So it's looking like it wants to hold 13. So that's kind of the level that I'd really start trying to pay attention to and getting my entry as close as I could to 13 would give me an ability to go ahead and try to get it back up towards the trend. Um, I, I do like this company long term. I think they have a really good manufacturing um, 
just the strategy itself. Uh, I think in the long run, it definitely is going to be something that could pay off. Um, the real question is, does it hold that 13 and then start really roaring back up towards 18? Not a bad looking chart though. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, arrival did just call their warrant. So there was some, you know, addition there. Uh, I think once we get past that, the next couple of days, we could see, you know, shares move back higher. The, the warrant call did push shares down a little bit. And it looks like arrival also will be reporting quarterly results in August. So that's another thing to keep in mind with that. Um, Mitch, while yeah, you're pulling up that one, I want to touch someone in the chat. Um, uh, is mentioning DMYI. Um, just yeah, we'll just to, to that throw right that now. out there, we we don't even need to get to it today, Mitch, because I just want to make sure that everyone knows that our interview tomorrow, we will have the CEO of IonQ on. That is the company merging with DMYI. So if you want to know about DMYI, make sure you come back to the show tomorrow. So so thank you for that shout out in uh, the chat, but we're going to cover that one in detail tomorrow. So go ahead, Mitch. What were we were on QuantumScape? Yeah, I mean, I was just kind of pointing out a comment there, and I, I kind of agreed to him. I can, I, I put it, I'll pull it up again. Can't believe that QS hasn't come down. I can't believe it either, man. I mean, it, it has fought and fought. But one of the things that I think that happens with QS is a lot of potential. What ifs? If this company can get it right, if they could, if they could get it right, they do have the partnerships to go ahead and make that revenue. I think that's the reason why you haven't seen it come down. But then again, we're we're trying to talk about story here. Story, you you know, you could be off, you could be right, and the story could always change. And yeah, so, they're a, keep yeah, that they're, on watch. They're a couple of years away from having, you know, real product, real revenue. So uh, I'm a little surprised it hasn't come down more. But remember, I mean, this thing was a, a high flyer last year too. So while it hasn't come down more, it, it has come down significantly. I mean, this thing traded over a hundred dollars, um, you know, last year. So it, it has come down quite a bit. But again, people betting on the future with with this one. And it looks like people are excited about DMYI tomorrow, Mitch. I mean, that that's good to see. You know, we, we're going to have a strong show tomorrow as well. Hell yeah, the way we always do it. All right, so um, definitely one of the things that I'm starting to see, and uh, let me go ahead and get to the chat here. I wanted to bring one up here. Oh, lots. Mike E bringing lots up. Um, the reason I wanted to bring up lots is that it's not a bad play because of the story behind the macro news that you're seeing, right? So you're seeing a lot of uh, macro news about uh, used car sales, right? And then you're seeing a lot of macro news about just at the end of the day, that chip shortage has caused some different reactions in the car industry. I think you could potentially see lots start ripping, even though it looks like it's been on a, a, a just serious, serious downtrend. I mean, let's 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 just be clear here. Um, that that is a serious downtrend chart. But one of the things I'm seeing is a clear bottom being defined here on the 435. Uh, let's take a look here at the daily, and you can see it a little bit clear. Um, that reversal right there really starting to look strong. Uh, the biggest thing to me would be a little bit of some sideways action, and then a pop with some good volume. Uh, you did get that pop right here on the eighth. We'll see if this one comes ripping. I think it could get the story based off the macro. Yeah. The, the hard part with lots here, Mitch, is that their news out a couple months ago 
was that one of their sourcing partners was going to stop using them. So, mm. you know, the, the macro trend is, you know, used cars selling for more. But it, it yeah. sounded like car lots is having problems getting cars. And ultimately, that could be that could be a, a big negative. But, you know, as we'll you see. said, this this thing has fallen down significantly. So definitely worth watching. I mean, Mitch, I saw a crazy stat. You know, I was always taught as a kid that when you drive a new car off the lot, it loses half its value, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the new stat I saw was that a, a one-year-old car is barely worth less than a brand new car of the same model. I mean, that's insane to me. Used cars are are significantly higher than where they were. So a company like Lots, that their margins could definitely improve. But the question there is going to be their supply, right? Demand's not a problem, but supply could be for them. Uh, I'll tell you what, I, I know that a lot of people went down from two to one cars. So that's where it'd be where the supply could come from. Um, just, just, just pointing it out there, but definitely one of the things that I definitely also have been seeing is let's say, um, like I'll, I'll, I'll put myself in the instance, right? I, so I had a, a brand new vehicle from 2019. Um, I didn't drive it too much into 2020, but let's just say, uh, it was a brand new vehicle in 2020. All that I drove in that time, um, when I went on, on my, you know, pandemic, I think I put a total of less than like 2000 miles in this whole time. In this whole time that we've been in through this whole pandemic time, I'd probably put about 2000 miles on my vehicle. So with that being said, this is another reason why I think you're also seeing one year vehicles also sell at that kind of price. Because a lot of the times you'll see those one year vehicles already with 30,000 miles. But now you're seeing those one year vehicles with probably only like 5,000 miles or 6,000 miles. That's kind of a brand new car anyways, right? Yeah, definitely. That's that's a great call out there, Mitch. I mean, the the car market has changed, I think, forever with the pandemic. You know, as mm-hmm. you said, people going from two to one, people driving less. So it kind of could change, you know, the dynamic of supply and demand forever. So, you know, the lots chart looking good. But again, I just I worry a little bit about the supply there. But, you know, we'll we'll hear more from them in the future on that. Definitely, definitely, guys. Like always, we're going to keep going at it. We have some great interviews planned for the rest of the week. And we got on Friday, we'll definitely kind of go back at it. I don't know. We might do a little SPAC war. We'll we'll see what the chat thinks about that. We, we, we might have to we go have back to those. We have not done SPAC wars in a while. We, we should get back to those. I mean, those were definitely fun to do. I also have some articles out on the site, you know, that people enjoyed reading too, those SPAC wars. You know, it, it's nice to hear different opinions and also compare companies within the same industry. So uh, we, we could definitely do that. Mitch, we could also uh, do maybe a giveaway later this week. Uh, if we can get some more people tuning in and more likes today, um, you know, I know we've got what, some, everybody some merch smash to give away. The like, smash the like. I'll open up NFTs right now. I'll do it. I'll do I, it. A costume it, challenge. Man. What Hector wants to see a costume challenge. I don't know if I'm going to wear a costume on this stream. I, I know that there's another Benzinga show where they like to, uh, I don't know, dress dress up as dress up. I think as, I saw a rat in the chat. Rats. I mean, I, I don't like rats. I'm not going to dress up I as. I think a I rat, saw a rat so. in the chat. <laughs> Looks like backyards. Like, let's do this giveaway. Let's do some giveaways. Yes, we're working on that. We're also going to come out with some new designs. I know we got Alyssa in the back working on that. Shout out to Alyssa for old time's sake. <laughs> 
there's that air horn. Yeah, you already we gotta, know how we gotta I do get it. Some, we gotta get some new shirts, but yeah. So what do you what do you got I for got, us? Mitch? I got some information for us. You know, I like to bring some other information into us. So I'm looking at the stats in here off wax atomic hub here and I, i've been really trying to focus in on how many sales we've been gaining on mlb tops so how many transactions we've changed from that last moment that i took a look at it the last time i took a look at this this was at just under 7 million around 6.8 so we're, we're, we've only seen about 2 million uh dollars there go by and if you can see from this trend and in, in this in this graph, you can see that downtrend that we had, but now we've we've started to look like we're reversing that trend. Now, with that question is, do we get another NFT trend to really start taking off? I think that's something interesting with Chris bringing up the uh, the DraftKings. It, it could definitely start coming back into that. So, what are you guys saying out there? Do, should we open up a a tops pack right here? I got a good one to open up that I've been keeping, oh, guys. Oh man, we, we hit a hundred. We hit a hundred likes, Mitch. But I don't know if you want if you want Ooh. more to to open that bad boy up. A Redux, Redux packs. What what is a Redux pack, Chris? So that was one where you had to burn some of your NFTs. So you burn, had to trade in. Baby, let it burn. I don't know which one you did. I, I think you had to trade in four of your NFTs, four or five, to get this pack. Burn. This and then it's a, it's a 1952 pack. So for those unfamiliar, 1952 tops, one of the most famous sets of all time. The Mickey Mantle out of that set is worth millions of dollars. So these are cards based on that design from that old 1952 set. Somebody wants some Benzinga swag. We'll get it out to you for sure. We're going to start doing some more giveaways. We'll definitely get it out. V being mentioned in the chat. Yeah, yeah, we we know, we know. Re, re. All right, let's go ahead. Let's. What, what do you guys say? Let's 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 see what happens. See what happens here. Are you doing it? I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking oh, about man. it. L- 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 let me see. Let me see. How, how's that like set? I think we had one ten. I think I saw one ten. We got like a minute left, Mitch. All right, let, let's see if we can get this running here. All right, there you go. Let's have it. It's opening the 1952 pack. Ah! Who do I get? Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge. Baby. There you go. Flex. That's Flex. a good one. That's a good one. All I'll right. Take I'll take it. I oh, will man. take the Aaron Judge. There's your money day. right there. There's your money. Boom, nice. Boom. Nice. That's all and, I gotta say. Look and up. Mitch, the the big thing with these, right, is that they're they're exclusive. You can only get this through those packs where you had to burn cards. You can't Ooh. just buy these packs on the market. So I don't know what the count is on the number of Aaron Judge, but that's a exclusive card. So I, I mean, that, that's some good value there. You got a Uh-oh. Yankees fan in the there chat. You go. With, there you I go. don't know. So they uh, I mean, it. yeah, I know Carl it. wanted us to open it. So. I got you guys. What can I say? I wanted to give back to the SPACs attack family today. So definitely give us some likes. Smash the like. Smash it up. Let's get it up there. Hey, I've been holding this pack for, I think, now two two months or something like that. So uh, I just opened up something that I really had uh, treasured here, and and I wanted to do it for you guys. So let us know in the comments. What do you guys like about SPACs? What do you guys want to see more of? Because Chris and I want to definitely do that. Whatever it is, you guys let us know in the comments. 
hit us up, hit that like button, hit the subscribe if you're definitely not subscribed. I mean, come on. We do this absolutely for free every single day. Hit us up. Chris, you guys know him, at Chris Ketchy. If you guys need any questions on just about any stock, I would definitely hit him up. He's always knows more than just SPACs. So definitely if you have a question, whether it be market related or you just want to hit him up, just be like, yo, Chris, what's going on, man? I want to, I want to get better into the SPAC game. Teach me. Yeah, give definitely me a, hit him up. Give me a shout. Uh, you know, I, I'm on Twitter all day long. So feel free, reach out. Uh, but Mitch, I, I think that's going to do it. You know, that's going to do it. Thanks for opening that pack, you know, and sharing that with us again. Tops going public, ticker MUDS. It's another NFT play. Yeah, and the Bucks winning, you know, last night. Uh, shout we didn't out, even shout out. we didn't even talk about that, you know. Giannis, but again, should have come to Miami, but still. <laughs> what uh, a beast! What a beast! What a beast! What a beast! I'll give but him that. Great show. Reminder, guys. DMYI. Uh, Ion Q, CEO, on the show tomorrow. Join us, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Tired of getting left behind on winning trades? Join Benzinga's free masterclass on July 24th to learn how to spot breakout trades before they skyrocket. Featuring live interactive lessons on how to trade meme stocks, read charts, identify trends, and so much more. To register for free, go to events.benzinga.com.